Hello. Sorry we took the uh, past two weeks off. We've had family in and just a lot of other stuff going on. And I've kind of been in a dark place of not wanting to really record and kind of stepping away from the true crime field. But uh, anyway, this is going to be kind of a different episode. If you notice, when we do kind of focus on the well-known serial killers that people know about, we try to do something different with them. So this one, as you can tell by the title, is about Gary Ridgway, which if, you know, Gary Ridgway, the, he done most of his killings the the 80s. He's convicted of 49 uh, but he's confessed to 71. Some speculate it could go higher. Um, he was active from 82 to 98, but could have been resolution in 2001 because that's when he finally got arrested. So, you know, um, like I said, most people should know everything about him. But I decided um, a while back, I've wrote him, I've been writing serial killers, as most of you know, for uh, almost seven years. And I wrote Gary, and he never wrote back. Well, when I was on uh, a guest on the Crimes of Our Time, John Borowski's show that he does on Thursdays, uh, the topic was writing the serial killer. So I was on there, and another gentleman was on there, and a, a lady. Well, we were talking about all that, and he mentioned about going the religious route. I'm not very religious, so I took his advice, went that route, well, I eventually got a letter back, I thought, anyways, <laughs> like, because I get um, emails when stuff gets sent. They played you. Well, yes, but, yeah, when I get emails, though, this shows what I'm going to get that day. Well, I just happened to see Gary Ridgeway, his address, and got all excited, and then, when you know, when I posted about it, uh, people uh, in the true crime field were like, if you notice, which one I did, I was like, well, crap, because he's in Washington state and this was postmarked michigan mm -hmm. so what he had done i'm assuming he forged his mail to this church and are they seventh day adventists i don't know because there's a pamphlet yeah seven day Adventist church so yeah, yeah yeah those yeah <laughs> we've talked about that before but uh, there's a little thing in it that basically says dear bruce green and the wonderful name of Jesus. I'm so thankful for him and for his word, the Bible, and the writings of the prophet Ellen G. White. I have received a letter from you. Thank you. Although I'm not able to do the health readings to personally answer your letter, I wish to share briefly what has happened in my life. After years, well, after many years of serving the God of this world and sinning against the God of heaven as well as my fellow human beings, I turned my entire life over to Jesus. I am now a new creature in Christ Jesus, and my heart is full of joy. Enclosed are some pamphlets which contains truths that have set me free, even though I'm incarcerated. I want to share those truths with you. Thanks to be to God for what he is doing and wants to do in our lives. I recommend 3abn.org and amazingfacts.org. And it says sincerely, which that looks more like a copy of his signature, correct? Yeah. And then Gary L. Ridgway, which like I said, is, I said, hope you can find the seventh day Advanced church to attend. And it's like a little, it's basically a print-off sheet. It's got the Holy Bible and stuff on the bottom. And then he said the traveling the narrow way. It's about a battle, well, at the Battle Creek in August 1868. And it gives a little story of that, which is the LNG White Life Sketches Chapter XXX. Is it 30? 
What the hell? And like I said, it's a page and a half. Basically, I guess, journeying through and all that. Well, and then I got, how many pamphlets are there? One, two, three, four, five, seven? Just read the title, just read the titles of them. The, I guess like the pamphlet. They're all signs of the times. Yeah, signs of the times. Bible facts about the Sabbath and the first day of the week. Judgment day, are you ready? Someone cares about you. You can trust the Bible. When Jesus comes again, economic crisis in your future, and Adventist Christians. Like I said, I'm not religious. She's not really religious no. per se. Like we're raising Christian family, which we're not, you know, downing religion. Just we're more not into that. Uh, I I have a dislike about certain things, so I'll try to keep it neutral and uh, respectful. Um, but I've also this particular Adventist thing I've seen a lot of stuff about, so I started researching it. And I'm sorry, but y'all are crazy. Like, do not bring that shit here. <laughs> like, no. But anyways, though, going back to Gary, like I said, I guess he. It's nice that it, I guess he forwarded my letter to this place. Well, I end up getting a, something in the mail. From this couple. And it's from Michigan. Now they have our address. But this was. See. Hold on. The one came at the end of May. May 26th. And this came June 5th. And it has to be from them. Signs of the time. COVID-19. Facing the crisis with confidence. And it's basically like a little magazine. That just talks about COVID. I would write him. 15 pages. I would write him back. To see if he reads it and sends it to them again. I just be like, I don't appreciate you sending my well, stuff to them, and now they're sending me a bunch of whack ass shit. When I first wrote him, like I said, he never responded back. So, but kind of like with David Burke, which they say if you but go to the Vegas route, like lie and basically <laughs> was like, well, yeah, I've done the same thing to uh, Charles Watson too. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying, like he was like, oh, well, I'll just send it to my church because that's annoying. I'm eventually gonna get fed up with that. Well, they have anything else, but uh, something interesting. Uh, as you guys know, I'm working on um, a little self-published book about Philip Jemlonsky, and I might actually work on another little book project. And it's kind of gonna kind of be it's gonna be a true crime, but it's gonna be a serial killer that was on death row, which he has was executed in 2018. But I talked to him for a while, and I'm not really going to, because I have a title in my head, because it kind of goes with his last name, but it would be kind of religious as well, because he was really religious, which brings me to my point and question for you and for our listeners. Um, do you, like, how do you go about, like, like I said, we're not really religious, but do you believe these people that are, you know, they do all this crazy stuff, do you believe that they're actually truly religious now found god no, because i feel like if they were let out they probably they might feel the same just because that's what they've practiced in prison and stuff all all that time like it's like driven in their head yeah and then like once they get out they may go back to like not being like that or like may find a different religion maybe they'll just like change their mind per se on like well i know you had mentioned it from like doing. people that's has an addiction and recovery that's what they yeah a lot of things like that revolve around 
religion and Christianity, and a lot of people find Jesus, like, quote-unquote, what they say. Like, I don't know, I'm a recovering addict, and... Which like, ain't nothing wrong with Yeah, there's beliefs. nothing wrong with, with that. If that's what makes you comfortable and that's what you believe in, like, that's good for you if that's what keeps you going. Like, but, my... Like, well, hold on. My last point on that with... I personally, like, for anybody that does have an addiction and they recovery, I don't... I know a lot of them's like, oh, thank God. If it wasn't for God, I'd be here. Like, that. that's cool that they believe that. But my belief more is it was them. It was their own battle that they fought and won, not somebody else. You know, they're the reason they're here, which that goes with a lot of a lot of things. But what were you going to say? Sorry. I don't know. You're talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Just come on. I don't know what I was saying. Like, were you going off with the uh, recovery, religion? Or, or a just... lot of it revolves around religion because majority... If that's feel... what it's, like, put into, like, a lot of people that help addicts are, I don't know how to put everything, <laughs> like, they're, like, religious and, like, oh, if you, if you ask for forgiveness or let me help you, God is here, like, if the person helping you is religious, maybe you'll, like, fall in, like, fall into that and make your own belief of it and, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're told throughout your process that, like, especially if you were already raised that way anyway, and, like, if your family's all like that, but you kind of weren't really religious and go to church that much, and then, like, you get help, and, like, you start feeling more like God is what helped you, and, like, your religion is what helped you well, do it, then, of course, you're going to be attached to it, because well, it's what... Well, going back to Gary with that, because there's a video on YouTube that they kind of, like, let the family speak of the women that he killed. And this older gentleman that's really, you know, is raised religious and, like, he would be somebody, like, I don't want to call them all hypocrites, but, like, he's, I would not say that he's a hypocrite. He basically was like, you know, I forgive you. He see, he's what, a, in my opinion, what a Christian is supposed to be. It's not the fake, like, using their religion to get by with, like, hypocrisy and dumb shit. He was, he actually, like believed in what was said like in the bible and stuff like yeah he forgave yeah he forgave gary neighbor and gary actually you could he you could tell he started crying over it so he was kind of religious before going i believe yeah. in a way but he's still done you know yeah all the murders but that yeah that guy i agree with that he's he seems like a real one but he was probably what Kind of look like Santa Claus, basically. Yeah. Big white beard. <laughs> have, Older man. They have coveralls on. Yeah. Well, not coveralls, but uh, bibs. Yeah. Yeah, bibs. Um, well, and also we had watched a documentary on Amazon. Uh, do you remember the name? Not exactly. Uh, do do. It was. It just came out this year, if I remember correctly. Which we also know. Another thing about Gary, most people know that Ted Bundy, actually, they talked to Bundy over Gary. Um, I don't know. It's on, I had to get it on Amazon, uh, well, Amazon Prime Video, or Prime Video. That's what I had to watch it on. I think it was like, what, 2 $3? It was like an hour and a half long. It might have been on a true crime channel, maybe. But it basically, like, shows interviews and... 
that he gave and talks about the victims and just kind of the whole process with everything where he actually showed them where some of the bodies were at and all that interesting stuff. Yeah. But overall, like, the documentary was, was pretty good. Because he's one of them that you don't really hear a lot about. You do and you don't. Which he was about ready. He was trying to get transferred a while back. Like a few years ago and it didn't work. And then there was that article about the whole COVID thing where they were going to release inmates. And he might actually, because he fit in the age range. And like, like out of three things, I well, think yeah, he fit two. Yeah. But I don't think with his high profile name, I don't think he would have been let out. Oh, no. But like, honestly, if he did, he'd probably die anyways. I mean, like, he would probably well, catch that, it fairly he's saying, quickly. He's saying his health is bad, but a lot of people they'll bring up, if you bring up the Golden State Killer, you look at him, he's all fragile and stuff, but they people say before he got arrested, he was riding motorcycles and active and everything else. Like, maybe prison life's caught up to him, or he's just looking fragile so he wouldn't got the death penalty. You know, it's, it's hard to tell. That's it, caught up with him, especially if he's older anyway, and then... Like, well, he was seventy. Once you do, once you stop going, you kind of stop. Was he seventy one? And he's like seventy four now. Like he may have been doing all the things, but then he doesn't have anything like that say, to do like, in prison. You kind of just once you're older and you stop, you stop. Yeah, so I don't know back. if it could be. He could be playing that part. Then again, he might not be. Well, I don't think you can. I mean, I guess you could play a fragile part, but I'd say like. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like lot, you can't play that part either. A lot a lot of them try. Like, they lose a bunch of weight just to make it look like, oh, you know, poor people for me. How could I do horrible crimes? But he was younger, though. Which, Gary, you know, like I said, he was actor for that long. But he was married. You know, he had a relationship. He had a kid. So he didn't really fit the norm for everything. Because, what was it? He was married, what, three times, if I remember correctly? Uh, Two or three times at least. I know one lady, he was, like, in love with her, and they were married for a long time. I think that was the last marriage, which I don't know. I think she divorced him. Also, not to go back on the religion, but on that video with the old guy saying, you like, I want you to know I'm a Christian and I forgive you thing. Mm-hmm. Like, religious or not, that's a good video to watch. Like, even if you're not religious, if you guys go check it out, like, it, like it is nice to see. Because, like, forgiveness is for yourself, not not for the other person. Like, yes, you're forgiving them, but that basically just gives you peace inside of you. If you go on hating this person, you're going to have hate in your heart. Well, here it talks about he went to Vietnam, he joined the Navy, and he saw combat, and he had sexual intercourse with sex workers. Oh, I said he got gonorrhea. <laughs> and he still done the activity. Uh, then that's because he married his high school girlfriend. Yeah. But I said, yeah, I said his first two marriages because of infidelities by both partners. So safe wife claimed he had placed her in a chokehold. Okay, he became religious during his second marriage, and that he would read the Bible out at work and at home, insisting that his wife follow the strict teachings of their pastor. And he would also cry after sermons or reading the Bible, and despite his beliefs, you know, he would still go on killing. And they said that he wanted his wife to basically have participate in sex in public and inappropriate places, sometimes even in areas where his victim's bodies were later recovered. It says three ex-wives, several ex reported that he demanded sex from them several times a day. 
So I think I think he's married three times. In his second marriage, he had he had the son. If I'm not mistaken. Does it say what his son's up to? Like, does he like stay I, out of the public eye? I haven't. <laughs> I personally haven't looked. He was out there living. Yeah, he was married from 70 to 72, 73 to 81. So that's a pretty long time. And then 88 to 2002. But after he got arrested, that's when I believe she divorced him. I don't blame her, though. I don't know if you would blame her. But like I said, say he's got life imprisonment without parole. Because he probably, I can't remember. I think he might have, they might have pushed for the death penalty. I'm pretty sure Washington has it but they were he like said that he would you know mention about he'd help find the bodies he's found himself time you know he'll die like you know he's gonna die yeah each other 48 victims died in 480 years just 48 life sentences so he he ain't getting out does lethal injection hurt uh depends on how they do it i'd say I was just wondering, like, was it painful? I'm sure electric care is painful. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a peaceful way, but then they say they missed the veins and injected into their arm. I know we've talked about, uh, I think, our death row. I know. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. So it kind of just depends. But overall, though, Gary Ridgway, like I said, a lot of people know him a lot. Well, everybody knows him as the Green River Killer, you know. But overall, though, he was pretty out there with stuff. Like say he didn't fit the, he didn't fit the norm with how he was. I wonder if he has some like other than like mental illness. I wonder if he has some like uh, mental disorder, like mentally challenged. As I want to say, his like, IQ wasn't very high. Like psychopath. <laughs> Let me see. Real quick. Like is he on the like? I'm saying his IQ was supposed to be just eighty two. That's pretty low, right? Yeah. I think the average person has IQ of 90, well, by this article, 95 to 105. Yeah, 95 to 105. So Gary Ridgway was below that quite a bit. What do you have to know for an IQ test? Is it like, <laughs> whatever your like IQ book smarts? No. Or? Like, I've never taken an IQ test. Because some people, from my understanding with IQs and stuff, it's. Basically, your IQ, you could have your IQs even at a young age. So, you kind of. I've never taken. It's one. not nothing really to do with smartness. Let me see. Is that you could basically do it at a young age? It's, yeah, it's your ability to reason solve problems. So, it, you, you know. So, it just kind of depends. Like, you could do tests online, but I don't know if there's any free ones or not. Or anything like that. Uh, I know you've, I've done, like, the ones that are, uh, they were, I think, on Facebook years ago. But you could tell they weren't legit. I think my IQ ended up being like 170 or something. <laughs> like it was, it was a really high number. And like other people's getting it too. So, but yeah, you're looking at. So he probably was like on some sort of spectrum of like. 
Gary was more with being 82. He was not too far because if an average is 95 to 105, like, so like a slight disability, he's still, he's still able to take care of himself. Or slight delay. He knew he was doing right from wrong and he was still able to be undetected for that long. And, you know, you know what I mean? So, but I think that's all we have for this episode. Sorry if we kind of ran it on about some various things. And like, so we're not trying to offend anybody with our religious beliefs. Yeah, we can have respectful discussions. No. Yep. After we quit recording, it's not going to be respectful. <laughs> cut you. But yeah, that, that's yeah. We kind of want to do like I said a little bit something different. But if you guys want to write Gary, you can. Like I said, you might get the same response I did. But uh, I know people were selling like letters of his. I think I saw like one, but it was like well, I think when he was in jail. So I guess kind of got to go where you got to go. So, but uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.